Uh, hey, this is Jason Brown with Roleplaying Public Radio. We're playing Conflict 47. Woo. Operation uh, Masaste. Sorry, I apologize to all our Finnish players. I was trying to memorize that word for a long time. Uh, but yeah, that, that means hunter in Finnish. Or hunted, maybe. Ooh. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, I think to make sense, I'm going to give you all a nice exposition dump, but first we're going to go ahead and introduce our army concepts, um, characters, you know, just to give something to kind of latch onto in lieu of proper traditional RPG characters. Uh, so I'll lead out. So uh, my force is the first platoon of uh, the Raider Company of the 18th Marine Expeditionary Unit. Um, basically... Uh, the Raiders were the original special forces of the Marine Corps, and they were, they, they were utilized in the early World War II, then they were phased out. My idea is kind of bringing them back as a pseudo-Marine Force Recon, which is the current Marine Special Forces unit. Um, and uh, right now, Europe is kind of in flux. Um, we're currently in 1947. The war has gone long. Um, if you want to catch up on this, there is a great Facebook page for Conflict 47, but basically, this is weird war. Uh, we nuked Germany. That opened up rifts through time and space, and uh, now bad things are happening. Uh, so yeah, so because of this, the Allies have kind of broken apart. Britain and America are still together. Russia has gone on its own. And so yeah, so uh, the European theaters kind of found need for amphibious uh, special forces for attacking different areas of Europe. And so yeah, so the Marines have been brought on board to come attack. And uh, my unit in particular has already been bloodied on several uh, missions for the OSS. And uh, yeah, they've, they've kind of adapted well to the cold climate and uh, the nasty Germans. Uh, the commander of the 1st Raider Platoon is uh, 2nd Lieutenant Charlie Jackson. He was originally a uh, U.S. Army. Um, he was leading a patrol and stumbled across the breeding ground for Germany's Schreckwolfen Corps, which is a werewolf unit. Uh, lost his whole platoon, went crazy, and the OSS was like, hey, you're a great guy to lead a suicidal special forces attack into enemy lines, uh, which he survived and uh, kind of has been integrated with the Marine unit ever since. Um so other 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 special units of note that I may be shouting at throughout the game. Um, my I have a M2A2 Mudskipper, which is a jump walker. It's called the X Virgin Mary. It's piloted by a former Wasp turned uh, Walker Ace, Major Mariam Wozniak, uh, the first uh, female combat veteran and first female Walker pilot uh, to see combat action. And her wingman is Staff Sergeant Nicholas Delamonte, piloting the M5A6 Jackal Monty's Inferno, which is a lighter jump walker, which I will actually be using in this game because we are running a very light force. So I'm going to pass it off to Aaron. Yep. So, hey, uh, this is Aaron, and uh, I am playing the British version uh, of the troops in this particular game. Uh, as note for any of you who listened to our previous update, uh, previous games that we've posted to the podcast, uh, the British rely primarily on uh, automated ver automated robots to be able to uh, bolster the defenses as they lost massive... Uh, amount of men and casualties during the initial pushes in the war. Uh, my force take a little bit different if you've seen any of the paint schemes right now, but the back line of the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, the backstory of this one is that during uh, the other parts of the war when they were still when uh, they were still trying to get the major parts of the uh, automated uh, it's like forces set up, uh, Mr. Turing was having a little bit of uh, issues getting the... Yeah, a doctor, <laughs> Turing, excuse me. Was getting a little bit of issues uh, prepping, propping the uh, coding right now uh, until the uh, special operations executive, otherwise sometimes known as the uh, Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare, 
So, uh, brought to him a uh, a uh, private by the name of uh, Percival Darlington, who, while he ended up that's uh, like almost dying in his first rush against the uh, German forces, uh, came into contact with some sort of unknown rift that's uh, a rift emanation and began raving about uh different code that turing in turn used to complete some of the designs for the current uh, base which they are designating automated riders uh the only reason that they decided to go with this name is because darlington insisted that he was no longer this he was something called an imogen and was uh trying to preserve his future timeline from uh which supposedly was from Japan and was set to, and these events in the current war were taking everybody else out. So the current first generation of the automated riders have been deployed, although they display certain personality quirks on the field right now, which is usually in wild gesticulations along the field and maybe some buzzing of theme songs. Nobody's really sure. So Also not following orders. Absolutely. <laughs> but in, in turn right now, it has been the uh, unpredictable nature of these particular automat automatons that have allowed the victories so far on the field. So uh, we'll see what happens with this. Also, they uh, as they found effect he has been found effective at least understanding them uh percival has been put in command of this particular unit so all right ross hey this is ross Bain with Robin Bubble radio we're here playing <laughs> conflict 47 all right uh geez all right so uh i am playing a finnish force uh right now they are a uh, i'm calling them eva's army they are a eccentric garrison uh, that was assigned to a research lab. Uh, oh, whose research lab is that? Uh, well, that's classified right now. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> they are working on perfecting the uh, the West formula for resuscitating casualties uh, for uh, battlefield usage. Uh, uh, I, see, so, I, I see that. Like, <laughs> Sorry, that, that, that came out. A cold. So, uh, yeah, they're they're just uh, uh, poor, you know, Finnish uh, people trying to defend their country, and then forced to defend the mad scientist lab, and uh, are becoming stranger for it. So, um, they are, yeah, they, their names are wiped from the records. They officially do not exist. <laughs> well, again, remember this is the. Uh... This is the Finnish forces, so whatever doesn't kill you eventually makes you a werewolf. Uh, and eventually, and they, they are known as Eva's army because they tend to go into battle uh, playing a, uh, a traditional polka, Eva's polka. <laughs> hey, this is Renee, and uh, I am playing the Japanese forces in this game. Um, my particular uh, company is the second company of the 7th Yokosuku. Uh, Yokosuka, sorry, Special Naval Landing Force, SNLF, and um, they're not the most traditional of Japanese military. They're um, a little bit vain, and uh, they're a little bit more concerned with appearing to be samurai than upholding any actual samurai tradi traditions um, or what samurai are typically supposed to uh, follow. Um, but they have proven to be pretty good at uh, unconventional warfare. They've earned a lot of merits throughout uh, the previous uh, battles, and um, they've actually gotten a few awards, though uh, several of them have not actually been given to the unit because they're afraid that that would encourage them. Um, <laughs> they're openly despised by most of the military aristocracy, but they are begrudgingly called the 2-7 Ronin. And a lot of times they are the ones. <laughs> I see what you did there. They are the ones uh, 
suggested for high-risk, high-reward operations. Um, the officer in charge of this uh, ragtag crew is um, Hiro Marimoto. Um, he is uh, not somebody who you would peg to be in command of a military unit, let alone an elite uh, Marine detachment. He was the son of a noodle chef, and he... Uh, failed at running away to join the circus. Um, he tried, and uh, they wouldn't have him. Um, and so he enlisted in the Navy, like uh, a lot of young men uh, did, basically to get as far away from his family as possible. Uh, but unlike most of those men, he was really seasick. So that didn't work out well for him, so he decided maybe the Navy wasn't the best place, and uh, thus he... Um, Decided to uh, join the Marine side of things. Fortunately, uh, his ability to uh, read others has given him, uh, and well, his ability to punch out people, has given him um, some respect in the 2-7 Ronin and uh, by the people who are in charge of the whole uh, operation because that he can kind of control the 2-7 Ronin. And um, other things, uh, other important parts of this, uh, my crew um they've got a non-commissioned officer uh whose name is odo and um i have a sasori Lightwalker, which is called the shino toge is that right shino toge um that's my scorpion looking thing and then um i also have a upgun chiha which is called okiku uh and Basically, Okiku's not making any appearance today, but uh, Shino Toge is, so yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the players. And if you're wondering why we have a Finnish named game with Japanese and Finns and Marines and British all playing together, I'll do a little exposition dump. So, uh, so coming out of the winter of 1947, uh, which has had one of the worst winters in like known human history. It's pretty much ground the war to a halt, which has allowed a lot of uh, the technological marvels or are they horrors? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> come into line and, and make their way to the various fronts around the world. Um, the Germans uh, finding that, you know, that just because the, uh, the Russians broke off from the Alliance and have now formed a third and uh, major antagonist uh, hasn't made the Russians hate them any less. Uh, thus they have moved to support the Finns and uh, the Japanese heavily as they can and so they sent a lot of their rift technology to japan uh but it was kind of the garbage stuff it was the stuff they didn't really like uh figuring well they, you know they'll be fine well the japanese being japanese they've actually turned it into quite successful programs that have come up with all sorts of new or far superior versions of everything so uh you know chancellor hitler has has invited uh the emperor to uh, to send some scientists to for a big information swap and hey we've got all this other really cool stuff you should come check out. Um, so yeah, so Admiral um, Kurito has uh, authorized a, a special operations mission. The supercruiser Amagi has been dispatched through the Arctic Ocean to uh, to try and break through the ice pack and make its way around to uh, northern Europe with a task force of SNLF and a crew of, uh, well, a second tier and a few third tier Japanese scientists. You know, they don't want to send their top guys. Um, and for the most part, the Amagi was successful. 
Um, they did encounter a few Russian ships, but they sank them long before the Russians could get communications out. So it's fine. Nobody knows we're here. Um, however, the ice pack did firm up around the port of Liankari, uh, which is the northernmost Finnish port, actually their only uh, port to the Arctic side. So um, the Reich has dispatched a, uh, an elite Finnish force to escort um, the Japanese through uh, occupied Finland and uh, to the Baltic Sea, where a German fleet is has been is, is sitting at anchor waiting to collect them. Uh, however, Norwegian saboteurs have gotten wind of all of uh, a lot of word that something big's going on. They've been seeing movements of of the Finnish troops, especially around the uh, the unnamed. Uh, uh, research laboratory, um, and relate it back to the OSS. Uh, thus the OSS is, uh, you know, contact has, uh, you know, decided to send, uh, their new, their new favorite guys, um, the, uh, the Raiders of, of the 18th Mew up. Uh, however, uh, Field Marshal Montgomery, uh, doesn't want the British left out on this fight. He doesn't want them to have all the glory. So, uh, he's dispatched the, uh, the direct action group from the SOE, uh, because nobody really wants to deal with these guys anyway. So, you know, they they might as well be good for something. Um, so yeah, a, a small, uh, joint British and, and U.S. fleet has managed to penetrate the uh, the Bering Sea and has deposited uh, the Allied forces um, to a to a small fjord where uh, again Norwegian saboteurs have uh, have, <laughs> have, have escorted them. Um, so yeah, this is where our campaign begins. Um, so running from Leonkari, bisecting almost the almost half of Finland is what's called the Arctic Ocean Highway which was started construction by the Russians when they possessed Finland uh, and after they seceded the Finns completed it to connect uh, ma- their major seaports um, you know figuring there's you know the only real threat up here is our Soviets and the Soviets are all snowed in and under heavy guerrilla attack you know the the Finns saw no reason why not to just take their highway and move as quickly as they can to get the Japanese, uh, you know, out of their country and, and on their way to, uh, to Berlin as quickly as possible. Um, so our first mission is a, is a scenario called the meeting engagement. So what we are doing is we have a very small force deployed. We, each side has an objective marker. And uh, we, we, we have started the game with half of our forces on the table. So you'll see this in the pictures that will be posted up. Um, and after our first round, we will have to start rolling dice to give us objectives to complete. And these objectives are, are rolled for every turn until the end of the game, which is six turns. So in that time, you might roll consistently the same objective up until turn six and, and, and make all your movements to completing that only to, you know... You know, find yourself in a in a freestyle poke off, and uh, yeah, you <laughs> you better have thought thought ahead about what you're going to do about that. So, uh, you know, following kind of the last uh, small conflict forty seven game that we posted up, we will be doing after turn reports uh, along with a much better number of pictures. Um, we we heard you loud and clear. Video is just not practical, and honestly, not as effective from what we've seen watching other. Um, other let's plays of, you know, miniature gaming. So we're sticking with the pictures, but we will do a lot better, uh, you know, with picture taking to allow you guys to get kind of the flow for this and then, uh, entertain you with the shenanigans of Aaron rolling lots of ones on his artillery strikes because it always happens. Uh, (laughs) I know that. And that's why I'm lamenting this before the game has even started. Um, you killed my officer and lost us the game last time. It's on recording. <laughs> and Aaron is now activating his Sentai belt. 
We're good. Should <laughs> uh, you be on the Japanese side? Then? Are you a secret traitor to the Japanese? No, That's I'm trying to preserve. I've been saying this whole time. <laughs> war, the way the war went, it preserved Japanese history for a lot of heroes to come. I'm preserving those heroes. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So uh, we'll be back very shortly with the uh, first round report. All right, and we're back, and we have uh, completed turn one. Uh, an airstrike is imminent. So it will totally. Well, let's let's record the obvious failure of this because it's not going to happen. Uh, oh, is that a fact, huh? I think I've got a pretty good record with airstrikes, Ross. Uh, you remember our very first game, mm-hmm. five hundred points. You still brought out a tank at five hundred points. I smoked <laughs> it on the first roll. All right, all right, all right. So all right. So for the Marines, I uh, I opted for deploying a lot of stuff I could hide, uh, mortars. Uh, obviously, a forward air observer to call in airstrikes, a sniper team. But I also brought out uh, a set of jump pack guys, uh, jump jet dudes, um, to have some maneuverability and to kind of wait and see how Ross and Renee kind of played the game. Unfortunately, a lot of my dice came out early, so I, my turn wasn't very effective. My snipers have been laid in ambush. My mortar team missed a, a, just a layup shot because of a roll-off that shouldn't have happened. Um, and then Renee blew away the spotter for that. So now my mortars are kind of blind. Um, but I did call in an airstrike on Ross because uh, I couldn't call it on Renee, which I really wanted to do. So, yeah, that was the Americans' turn. It was pretty boring for me. Um, but I do hold the high ground. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, for the Brits, uh, honestly, I'm kind of surprised everything actually survived. Uh, I only put my uh, first rotation of bots into... Uh, uh, ambush so uh, although it will be facing off against Renee's Walker here pretty soon so coming into it uh, I got some I got one finished casualty off of the other uh, automated riders uh, blade took that one um, but unfortunately uh, and I was able to have drive my uh, automated carrier drive back Ross's Spina uh, but the main event right now is I'm so glad is my uh, the my second Unit of, of Gallad had the uh, the trench climbers, as I think I'm going to call them from here on out. Uh, weathered most of the storm right now. They do have three pin markers on them, but however, they have toughed out every single one. They are the British bulwark. They really don't want to die. It's no, they they don't, nice. and they and they will just. It is just out of sheer spite that they live. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Finns, um, I had one, uh, Sissy Recon Squad, uh, that opened fire on the Galahads and scored a pin market, but that was it. Um, then my Spina was shot at, so I used the Recon ability to have it dodge out of the way, and that took up its turn. Uh, and then my (laughs) Jetpack guys, uh, flew up and shot at the Galahads to get another pin marker, but nothing nothing's doing against that and that was a, it was a very exciting turn i have to say uh one, lost one, one guy one i guy lost one i lost he caught one guy one what there's one finnish patriot uh <laughs> so good on him uh unnamed, that guy. unnamed farmer may he rest in peace yeah <laughs> uh okay so uh for my part i brought out my uh Lightwalker, my Shino Toge, and um, he was good. He was a bully. He was a, yeah, he was a bully. <laughs> one uh, very heavily armed uh, scorpion against one... A spotter. With- very sad little man. Yeah. <laughs> Though he did attack first, I would like to point out, he tried to attack me first. It's not my fault that he whiffed. Technically he did. Um... <laughs> 
my uh, no, you got your chance. Exactly. The other people that I brought out were my zombies, and they moved forward. And uh, my exo suits, and they put a pin on Aaron, but that's really all they managed to do this turn. But uh, I did see enough in advance to get my uh, spina out of the way of Jason's uh, oncoming... Oh, my, yeah, sorry, my scorpion. Out of the way of Jason's oncoming storm. So, <laughs> all right. So yeah, we'll uh, we will roll all artillery and airstrikes live, as well as uh, finding out what our objectives are. Because yeah, now that we've run around and shot at each other a bunch, maybe we didn't even need to. Uh, some of the objectives are pretty much just hey, run off the map. So we'll we'll see what happens. But first off, uh, we got a single d6 roll to see what happens with the plane. Holy. And that is a successful attack. So the plane is coming in. So first, Aaron, because he is the only person on the board who has flak ruled, needs to hold fire (laughs) by rolling a successful order test. (laughs) No pressure or anything. (laughs) So roll under a nine, Aaron. (laughs) Two D6s. You need to tell your dice to let know your marine dice that seem to favor me in some instances. Why don't you have your own d6s if they hate you so badly? They do! <laughs> They're not here right now. Boogity boogity roll a 10. Stop your voodoo, woman. Boogity boogity. <laughs> boogity, boogity. Alright, now. Oh, Alright. Successful hold fire. See, uh, we know how to be proper. <laughs> Thank <tried>. you. <laughs> All right. So now we roll another single D6 to determine what type of aircraft I called. I mean, it's always going to be an F4U Corsair because that's the model I have. But uh, it's a three. I believe that means it's a... Do you need the main book? Yeah, I need yeah. the main book. Mine's over here. Oh, yeah. thank you. I didn't bring my knife. Yeah, that one here. I am. Uh, uh... Ah, good call. Yes, I see it. Yeah. All right. So that's a fighter bomber. That's not bad. Uh, so yeah, so Ross's uh, spinal will take two two pin markers. Just two. Uh huh. And then uh, I get a I, I'm gonna get a, a heavy gun strafe on it. So that's a uh, plus two penetration, and it's a top attack. So that's a three. If I recall, your spine is a seven. Uh yeah, and it's closed top now. Right, but that that okay. yeah that that doesn't stop the the top pin okay. for this type of attack. So I will need to roll a four t- or better to get a chance to kill it. And I did not. Right. So yeah, it just took the pen markers. And I have to put silent voodoo on it, I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so now we're gonna roll off to see objectives. Aaron, you wanna do the honors? Yes. Alright. So Ally's objective will now be two. A two, which I set the book right here. Hooray, that is a hold. No ground must be given to the enemy. You must clear your position of enemy troops. So currently we are winning because there's right. nothing in our deployment zone, which Yay. is the first 12 inches of our side of the board. Well, we're uh, winning too. Nothing's in ours. Well, you no, haven't rolled yet. You've got to roll your own objective, yeah, Ross. <laughs> Speaking of. Five. Ross rolled a five. That will be a capture. The ground currently occupied by the enemy has been deemed to be vital to operations. You must capture the position immediately. That is the objective marker, Ross. All right. So, yeah. You guys need to uh, take and hold that by the end of the game. Have one infantry unit within three inches and no hostile, namely our infantry units within three inches contesting. All right. Cleopatra coming at 
So uh, that'll be turn two. We'll be bringing on reinforcements, so this board's going to get a lot more crowded. Uh, pictures to come, and okay. we'll see you all soon. Uh, hey, uh, we finished turn two, uh, and a lot of stuff has happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mostly terrible. Yeah. No, I, I disagree. I wouldn't say. Um, so well, the well, I'll let the allies explain their problems. But um, <laughs> on our end, the the Finnish uh, deep striking commandos uh, managed to activate, and they snuck in behind, threw a bunch of grenades on the automated carrier, taking it out. Uh, of course, then they got swarmed. By the British, uh, <laughs> seeking revenge. So there was a trade, but I took out the super heavy uh, automated carrier, which was nice. Uh, and then uh, a just a very intense barrage of fire finally finished off uh, the he- British heavy infantry, the Galahads, uh, I believe. Um, other than that, uh, all of our stuff activated, I think, on my end. Um, so we don't have any problems with that, so I'll pass it over to fellow Commander uh, Renee. Uh, yeah, so um, all my stuff got on the board, and uh, Morimoto has taken the field. He's ha- hanging out with the SNLF squad. My ghosts are out. Um, my EXO squad has lost two brave men, but in the process took out two uh, not-so-brave robots, because... It's oh. not that they're cowards, but they also don't have feelings. So, That's a supposition, ma'am. I mean, that is literally what a robot is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's what happened with me. So, yeah. Uh, ally turn. Um, yeah, we'll start with the positive. Um, <laughs> such as this is. If we ended the game right now, Aaron and I probably have actually won. We are technically holding our objective and the Axis are not. No. That's... That's about it. That's about it, though. That's really all we got. Um, The entirety of my reinforcements are still off the board. Um, (laughs) That might be good, though. So yeah, maybe. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, my light walker is designed as a very mobile anti-infantry platform. I'm really not designed to go toe to toe with uh, with with what Ross and Renee have brought out, and (laughs) kind of was overbanking on that automated carrier that's now burning on the left hand side of the board. I did cripple uh, the Geikoko, uh Heavy Infantry. Uh, yeah, put a bullet straight through their their NCO's head. So that's one less grenade, and they're always going to have to take uh, order and morale tests at a negative one. So that's that's good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's really all I've got, though. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, as for mine, unfortunately, the British took a little bit heavier hit this time around, this turn. Uh, the... Uh, that's like uh, automated carrier drive. Uh, unfortunately, took the hit for when a uh, anti-tank unit came in the back and took it out. However, uh, the Lancelot heavy infantry, along with uh, Lieutenant uh, Percival Darlington, ended up taking uh, all of them out. So that's at least one slight victory at this point. Uh, we lost two of the other automated riders, uh, Gaim and Blade, after a valiant attempt to kind of hold the line with their American allies and uh, the other automated riders, uh, double decayed and Kiva are currently holding at the objective, but that we'll see how long that ends up lasting depending on it. Uh, I still do have my forward observer in hold uh, right now, since he didn't come out, uh, which is going through. And also uh, the Denliner, my half track, which uh, is set to maybe be in a second line of defense towards either that's uh, either of the other two walkers. So we'll see how that wins goes. Yep. So, so 
yeah. Uh, Objective right. time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll go. So, Tokyo's next round. That's oh, right. Sorry, I got it. Uh, yeah, we actually are going to record the objectives for round three, so sorry. Okay, so. Uh, so, allies. One. Oh dear, we have changed our objective. What a shocker. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we will now be on the attack. We must advance rapidly and penetrate the enemy position. So, yeah, we will score points for having our troops in the uh, deployment zone of the Axis. All right. Goody. Uh, Axis, your turn to roll. Do you want to roll an air or should I? Yeah, Alright. <laughs> One. The Axis are also on the attack, so they will also score for right. being within the deployments. I imagine generals on both sides were like, What? You, you've met who? Shoot them! <laughs> it was a firefight! Yeah. Alright, so now we'll see what happens in round three. Uh, Alright. Uh, hey, this is Ross Payton. We're doing uh, turn three of our first campaign uh conflict 47 game uh so turn three uh pretty intense things certainly heated <laughs> really up. intense uh, <laughs> on the finish side uh let's see here what did i do uh my jetpack guys people. yeah you I, killed my, snipers i hit uh, my jetpack uh assaulted the sniper or not assaulted but uh flew up shot the snipers on their little perch took them out they were later taken out by reinforcements of the marines who showed up uh jason talk a little more about that um Let's see here. Um, my recon, my spinner was. Uh, did it do anything, or was it just it shot was, at? It was forced to recce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was forced from, to recce. Ran from. The it's just drawing house. a lot of fire, but <laughs> that's. I figure that's worth it because it's still intact. Um, and it's alone for attention it's gotten. Is, yeah, yeah, I think fair. And the fact is, yeah, it, it's still mint condition. Uh, <laughs> Pins. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it has one pin. Um, let's see. So I lost my jetpack, guys. Um, and let's see here. That's about it. I took out the snipers. Did I take anything else out? I think I took out an officer. No, yeah. I didn't take out. Uh, no. Did you kill my officer? Or did Renee? I did. Yeah. Did. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, not, not too exciting on the finish side. We'll Speaking of, I killed Jason's officer. <laughs> um,. He's not dead. He's been evacuated. Which is the only real, like, important thing that I did. I've moved my zombies up, and uh, now they're being a bullet shield for, like, several of Aaron's dudes over in the corner and Jason's mortar squad. Um, I can just shoot over Well, now you can, but they were. <laughs> and I uh, got my... Oh, this guy. I got my... Uh, Oh, yeah, the port observer. My exoskeletons up and killed uh, Jason's officer. And then my ghosts moved slightly forward and killed a single firefly of Jason's. And um, then my officer and my SNLF squad backed up a little bit because they uh, heard the uh, siren call of hellfire dropping down. Uh, in front of them, so they thought, uh, maybe back away. And we tried to... A lovely, lovely little 10-inch shells flying through there. Yeah. <laughs> we tried to shoot at the guy who called that in, but we ultimately failed. There was a lot of uh, not-that-great rolling, but I did manage to kill one team, and all of my guys are still out, so... I mean, probably at least for one more round until um, my poor little scorpion and my exoskeleton dudes die. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, so, I mean, coming out of the disaster of turn two, uh, turn three was not looking any better for, for Aaron and I. Yeah. Uh, I attempted a really slick maneuver. Um, all of my reinforcements are now on the table. They all showed up. Uh, my jackal leapt into the fray as, as, as the great, you know, Michael Bay, <laughs> uh, Guillermo del Toro, giant robots flying around movies tend to be, only to literally, literally land a foot short. Or in actual gameplay, an inch short of, <laughs> of being able to successfully assault uh, Ross's walker. So, yeah, he's basically literally staring down the barrel of a, like a 38 millimeter cannon and could do nothing but laugh um, at, at his own stupidity. Uh, but I actually got my fireflies finally into action and forced uh, Ross and Renee to make some, uh, make some hard choices or risk, uh, risk burning to death. Um, uh, my heavy infantry, uh, finally managed to finish off Ross's, uh, um, Falcon, Yukari Falcon jump troopers. So that was good, um, because they are a serious, serious threat. And anybody looking into conflict 47, they are a great reason to play German or Finns because they are ridiculously good units. And, uh, my Marine, my actual proper Marine Raider unit came on and, uh, pinned down Renee's heavies. Or we killed one of them too, I think. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. U.S. is kind of back in the game. We've, we've done some things and we are not dead, which I really thought we would be at this point. Uh, Aaron. Ah, so, uh, taking off from where we were last time, uh, uh, my, most of mine were just kind of sitting in turn. I did get uh, the deadliner, my half-track, onto the field, and it did take a shot at uh, Ross's Spina, but for not. But it, it, the most important thing is that it managed to get my forward observer on. So we do have an artillery strike that, with any luck, may do some damage to both that and the uh, the or walker. Even just show up would be great. Yeah, just, just time. yeah, just one time. Hey, and I did it. I like very first game that we actually did that artillery strike came out of nowhere for me yeah. and it never happened again. So so again, laws law of averages say that it have to, has to come back. Um otherwise, uh my bots are still uh the riders are still in ambush right now by the objective waiting for that. Uh, and my, uh, oh, my commander took a couple pot shots, my lieutenant, but he is still alive as Darlington's refuse to die until it is their time. Uh, and I still have one other units of my Lancelots waiting in between for, in between the, uh, zombies. Uh, depending on that though, uh, Ross, I'm sorry, what was your car's name again? I keep, the Kubelwagen, thank you. They may be able to go ahead and move themselves to slightly. So either for an intercept or a nice surprise. So we'll see what happens next time. Yep, so, uh, but yeah, that's the status of the British Army. All right, and uh, next week, and of course, in seconds for you, we'll find out what happens with the artillery strike. And turn four begins. Senior moments. Time travel. Bye. And we're back, uh, beginning of turn four. So we have an artillery strike to adjudicate. Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe we, we we don't have to have that. Happen. I, know, I mean, we, we do have we to have just, it, but okay. it's, just, it, it's just depending on whether my rolls decide it's going to be something. Right. Well, you did change the marker with a new fancy artillery flare marker. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get pictures uh, of So I blame it if anything goes against the uh, <laughs> Renee and I's forces. Really, I'm biased against no. us because yep. Jason made it. Yep. So. <laughs> I mean, we'll find out. Goes. We'll find yeah. out. It might not be. It but, might not be. But, it might be a good. But also remember that Jason's marker. dice sense that I'm not a marine every once in a while. Get so. your own dice, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I do 
rolling on the dice, but they don't do much better, so. All right, let's go. Roll it. Buster. All right, let's see if the dice tower helps us what, today. What does he need? All right, so he needs, so for an artillery strike, when it's called, the turn after the artillery strike is called, the player will roll a d6. <laughs> Basically, on a four or better, the strike will emerge. On a one, the artillery strike is handed over to your opponent. They can move it 24 inches and then roll it like it like it attacked. A two or three, no strike coming in, and it can be moved up to 12 inches. So you're saying we want a one. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You want a one, but we don't. All right. All right. Let's do it. Yes, sir. You <laughs> fucking asshole! <laughs> Three! Three in a row! Three in a row! How do you do this? I'm gonna keep all this really laughing. I really wish I had it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Vuvuzela? Yes, that's the thing. No, the Vuvuzela is the horn. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, air horn. I don't, I don't know what the spinny thing Whatever is. The spinny thing if there's ever a time for me to add sound effects, you know. He rolled a one. Wait, he's doing this good stuff. No, it just doesn't. He rolled a one twice, in yeah. fact. Now he just. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter, though. It's, it's all, all right, man. All right. Move it and we'll roll it. Renee, do you want the honors? I feel like. The best place to drop this would be like right about here. Yeah. Um, so we got this guy, we got this yeah. guy. Yeah, and we guy, definitely want to get a, at least a foot away from your thing. Yeah, I would I like tried. to not be too close. Yeah. Well, actually, how about like right here? Yeah. Because then we got, yeah, so like right to the next of the objective. Take him out of my rotation. And uh, we get those, we get those, we get, get that call, and that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <true> that. We're together in an ally. Maybe like a little far away, so make sure it's a little more than a foot away. Yeah. Yeah, so go ahead and. Well, uh, place measure, it. make sure that that's within your range. Oh, yeah, 24. Move it 24 inches. It? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm measuring. Oh, what do you know? Nope. It's within 24. It's actually past 24. Nope. That's that's where the marker is. Yep, that's 24. Right. All right, move it. That's past where we want it. So. No, it's not about what's past. Yeah, yeah. Up you to. You can't go past. It's up to. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean 24 is past where we want to move it. Okay, well, that, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, phrasing yeah. was confusing. All right, all, right. all right, so roll a d6 and see what your range on it is. Phrasing. Are we still using phrasing? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since we've watched uh, Archer. Um, Anyways. Yeah. Okay, so. Dreamland? It's should, six plus a d6. Do you think that I should roll, use his marine dice? Do you think oh, we should just No, use, use yours. Okay. Don't touch his dice. Use <laughs> 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 that, all that bad. Aaron's luck is infectious. There. It's contagious. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, that's five. That so, seems good. Yeah. So. Five inches. That's 11 plus inches. Six. Yep, plus six. All right. So. Yep. From the center of the marker. Uh, we'll get him, him, not, not them, quite them. No. him, and him. So just... I was just really paranoid about getting your score. No, there. yeah, I was too. Just go in... I think if we no. can manage to really hurt all of these guys... No. Yeah, I, I can manage to take out them. Okay, okay. All right. Enough jeering. We'll just start in order. So we'll go with him and go clockwise. All right, so, so what am I right. doing? You have to roll a d6 to see what happens. A single d6? Single d6. Yep. All right. Okay. This is my blow up. I think I should be rolling it because she's gonna get hurt. <laughs> That's, not, That's how not, how <laughs> not how it works. Not how any of this works. Alright. So what am I trying to do now? You want a six. Anything else is just gonna be pin markers. Alright. That's nope. a five. So roll. It's D3 pin markers. That's, so a, one. That's a one. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. So now this guy. Mm-hmm. One. Yep. Roll again. Four. No, three. five. That's three pin markers. Yep. Okay. Hey, Ron. This one. Four. Yeah. Roll again. Six. Three pin markers for this one. But. Oh, just a one. Two. One pin marker for the bots. Sad. That so yeah, that, that whiffed out completely. So, well, so the pin markers suck, but yeah. It could have been so much. It could have been a lot worse. Okay, so uh, let's roll for objectives, and uh, we'll get going. All right. Uh, All right, so allies have a number four. And uh, axes have five. Yeah. All right, so that is... Capture ground currently occupied by the enemy has been deemed to be vital to operations. Capture the position immediately. Um, so yeah, uh, now we're both going after each other's objective. Both of us. Both of us. God damn it. All right. So we'll see how turn four goes. Yep. We'll be back in a bit. But all right, and we're back. Uh, turn four has concluded. Yep. It was a very dramatic turn. Uh, One might even say decisive. Uh, we'll see. I mean. <laughs> um, the artillery obviously uh, went poorly for the Allies. We'll blame weather. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and certainly not that the thing was biased because we yeah. determined it was not biased. <laughs> uh, so, well, I mean, the artillery strike only um, added pin markers to the Allies. It didn't actually destroy anything. Um, but we still haven't had a good uh, But on the Finnish side, um, my flame spine, I finally actually got to shoot at something for once and managed to take out one uh, allied jetpack soldier. Um, then, let's see here. The Kubel wagon managed to swing around and open fire on the mortar team, taking two of the three men down. So there's just one guy who's really good at mortaring. Uh, <laughs> he Apparently, the other two guys are just kind of redundant. Um, and then uh, the sissy squad opened fire, set it up an ambush, uh, my recon squad, Set up an ambush and attack shot at the power armored marines, but they only added a pin marker, failed to wound any, because again, they're power armor, so normal guns aren't that great. Uh, so not super. Um, I mean, it was it could have gone a lot worse with that. <laughs> so you know, all right, we'll see how this goes. Anyway, Renee. Um, uh, Japanese did okay for themselves this round. Um, my uh. Scorpion came up and managed to knock out Jason's... What is that? It's a jackal. Jason's jackal, so jackal is down. Um, my ghost squad came came up a little bit and knocked out two or three of the jetpacks. I can't remember. Two. Uh, two of them. And um, my exosuits uh, beat a tactical retreat or back around the mountain so that they can... Attack um, with greater vigor. Um, also, not get shot up by the two fully intact marine squads. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, and then my uh, SNLF squad and the officer tried to come up a little bit farther to see if they could make it real scary for uh, Aaron's uh, forward observer. But despite the hail of bullets that hit. Um, him, he, he only had a glancing blow off the head and d- did not actually end up dying. So, alas, um, some other day. I think you like the old sniper team that somehow yeah. shifted over thinking this was safer. He was oh, also wrong. my zombies went up to be scary 
closer to um, the corner guys. So they got are, shot up. Right? They got shot up. For their troubles. They're like more than half down, but they're zombies. They don't care. Uh, yeah, allies. Um, dire times. Very bleak. Very bleak. Um, while the botched artillery strike didn't kill anybody it may as well have uh not a single allied unit on that side of the board was able to activate due to the pin markers uh very down and dirty rules briefing because i assume most of you aren't that familiar basically in this game allows for like you could shoot at people and still not maybe kill them but hey bullets flying past are scary so uh cumulatively you add uh a marker with basically a clock face on it that adds pin markers and thus forces units to have to take tests um so to even do anything, to even listen to you. So yeah, uh, yeah. Everything on that side of the board is pretty much just laying down and crying. Um, did get my Marines, uh, my actually fighting Marines into the action though. Um, chopped up the zombies pretty what for. And the power armor are basically just shrugging off everything thrown at them as they stomp around and scare the shit out of everybody. But otherwise, yeah, not a lot from the Americans, I'm afraid, this round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the British are pretty much the same because the pin markers from the botched uh, artillery strike unfortunately froze most of my guys in place, except for you know the artil- except for my uh, commander uh, Lieutenant Darlington, who was just wading bravely into it and uh, giving a mighty finger over to uh, the other uh, the zombies that came through. Uh, I do still have uh, my. Uh, that's like arm, my uh, armored unit, which is probably going to... I'm not sure if I can get them around the corner next turn in a good way, but we'll see. Just, four inches. Yeah, there's, there's, it's, a, it's a good defensive shield that we're getting through here. And with any luck, if I can get past the pin markers and order test, uh, I might be able to do some damage to the Spino with either uh, the automated riders or uh, the den liner. So we'll see what happens. All right. Well, now it's time to roll for objectives. All right. Six. Uh, forced, so allies' objective remains the same. Axis objective. Wait for it. Wait for it. Six retreat. <coughs> Six retreat. The Axis are ordered to withdraw off the board. Uh, yeah, so points will be awarded for getting units actually off of the board. Wait, does that actually? So I, I'm sorry. So, so if we do that this turn, we we'll get victory points at the end of the game. You will if it remains that it on remains, the last so, turn. So we yeah. don't only yeah. if it's turn six. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. We'll see what happens with turn five as yeah. we draw the first dice. Ah! <laughs> and turn five has been concluded. Uh, things have been going been going too badly for the uh, the uh, Finnish uh, uh, access forces. Um, Let's see, for Finn, uh, my sissy recon squad was mortared, so I had them go down, so they didn't do anything this turn. Uh, my officers retreated boldly. <laughs> They're still on the board. Tactically. They're tactically. Uh, they didn't want to get shot at by superior forces. Uh, the Kubel wagon also uh, maneuvered towards the center of the board. Uh, let's see here. My flame spina uh, did take out the last jetpack. Yep. Um, yep. And that was... I don't have to see anything else on the board. Uh, it was very exciting for uh, Finland. Um, anyways. Um, yeah, so... For Japan, um, I managed to finally take out Aaron's forward observer with my SNLF squad. Um, also, I 
ran my ghosts uh, tactically again, tactical retreat backwards, so they wouldn't be in uh, range of anything. I actually pulled my exosuits back around the mountain to try and hit uh, closer to the objective, uh, just so that they could possibly get that objective, maybe, if that ends up being our goal, which, who knows? Um, I, what else did I do? I was, I mean, my zombies fought bravely, took out a mortar man, and then died. Yep. Um, well, they took out the mortar. That was it. Yeah, that was, that was really the goal. So, they did something before they, uh, uh, shuffled off this mortal coil for the second time. Um, but yeah, that's pretty well it. Uh, yeah. So, situation... Uh, normal, all fucked up for the allies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mortar team did actually successfully get a hit, so that was nice to see. Um, zombies were chopped to pieces by the raiders, and pretty much that's it. At this point, we're just uh, just maneuvering for any possible chance of an objective win, cause or even a draw, because yeah. We are definitely, definitely behind the curve as far as kills go. Yep. Uh, yeah, and that's absolutely true. As uh, the uh, bots actually, uh, the automated writers, the remaining ones, uh, double tried to go ahead and take out uh, the uh, a Walker tank, but unfortunately, it decided to run away. Uh, the uh, half track deadliner tried to make a fire, but just couldn't pass the order test. There's just too many pins on it. Uh, the other night brigade managed to go ahead and get. Uh, a pin marker onto the Kubel wagon, but just scared it off down the road. So, uh, as did Darlington, our uh, fearless commander. So, but that's about it. Just kind of a pittance at most. Uh, all right. So we roll for the last, uh, objectives at this point. All right. All right. No truth. Yep. Allies are two and a one. Uh, we don't know what that means. <laughs> I think that's retreat or something like that. Uh, it's not retreat. Okay. Kind of the opposite, in fact. Uh, that is the attack. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So, this is very ironic. Yeah. The Axis have been go- given orders to push the Allies off the board and, yeah. by, and must penetrate enemy position. The Allies are told to hold their ground and uh, maintain and clear enemy units from their position. Uh, is it infantry or any unit? Enemy units is what it says. Enemy troops. All right, so yeah, anything. Uh, All right. Are we going to push that? Because what's that? Are we going to push it? Because yeah, yeah. For that one. Because um, at this point, the Axis have scored ten points. We have three. The most we can get for our objective is three. So that means we would need a minimum of <laughs> three kills and no losses to get a draw. Five kills, no losses. For the way, no, sorry. Three, six, six kills and no losses for a win. So yeah, um, if you want to concede, I'm I am okay with that. I think we are. Cause <laughs> I, 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 I would try to continue it, but unfortunately, with the half track as many pins as it is, and with how I'm rolling with it, and also the majority of my stable our stable forces are yeah. so far away from the objective, they they have no hope of getting there this turn. Yep, you're not wrong. So, yeah, if uh, the Axis accept, yeah. we will concede. And uh, Operation uh, Metastaya has, uh, the first round has been taken by the Axis. So right. we will move the Amagi down the board uh, to the <laughs> next section. 
And tune in next week for what? Uh, we, well, we, we can do some post game commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, since we're already here. Um, so I feel uh, thinking back on it, I realized that actually at first uh, I jumped in my uh, uh, Deep Strike squad mm-hmm. on the side to take out the automated carrier, but I realized, and then I uh, then they got obliterated. Absolutely mauled. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely mauled. But. <laughs> that meant you had to commit both your unit. You you committed your units there, um, and your officer there. So like that kind of, and because they're so slow, like that that sort of put them on that side of the board. Yeah. So uh, so in hindsight, while the initial exchange wasn't that good by forcing you to commit those forces there, that was actually really important because if these guys were over there, that that this game would be a like if they were right between. Oh no! It point, would it would completely be a slugfest, and uh, it would be game it would be point, uh, so. much more closer. Yeah. So yeah. I think it seems to me that the main thing is that you guys got your forces out of position because uh, you have like three really heavy hitting squads. Uh, that are intact, or uh, yeah. plus an officer that's intact with a uh, power armor. So, like, if they were in a better position, they would make, they could easily decimate the squads that we have left. Well, and it also except the- for the vehicle support, yeah. which is yeah. which is really where it's at. And yeah. had I, I, I made this list over a month ago, getting kind of excited for all of this to get kicked off, and yeah. I had honestly forgotten what my list was. If I had remembered, yeah, uh, that I had brought the air observer, I wouldn't. I would have dumped him and given all my squads anti tank grenades, and then this would be a match because I would most, I most certainly have the balls to march my guys right up and start chucking bricks of friggin' composition B at the, the spine windows. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, so that's my obser- observation yeah. is that because you guys had a big tank army out of position, um, but. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Jason. Yeah, and the main uh, also, I I do see that on as a possibility, but also at the same time, it would have just kind of paused. Your guys would have potentially overrun our back end here, which would would have been a bigger concern. Well, we didn't have much on the really okay. um, Well, because we had standard infantry squads. I did have the jetpacks. But they, that I did have those, but they drew so much fire they got obliterated. Yeah, yeah they died pretty quick. Yeah, um, and because one of the other plans too had the automated carrier survived because like when you put him on the road here, that could have it's much faster over the the train, yeah. and then hitting a road could have sped him right to the objective had he survived. Yeah, it would have been really pivotal. Had drive survived, so um, so part of that in the next round is probably keeping them away from. <laughs> corners yeah. of the maps to be able to have a more centered line. Yeah, and, and we had a little rule snafu with that, but that's fine. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. not a big deal. Um, and um, oh, yeah. yeah, and as for the uh, yeah, the riders, too. Uh, oh, they, uh, when they work, they work still. So, well, they were a really good deterrent because you kept them in ambush for several rounds. Uh, neither Renee or I wanted to, to trigger that ambush, so we had to hide behind the objective to yeah. hide behind terrain in order to keep from that triggering. So it slowed our advance because we just didn't want to risk that attack. Yeah, um, and it was only when I had to take them out. So um, it was, yeah, so pretty much they're in a lot of cases, if I kept, right, so we kept them in mobiles. Which is a really good deterrent. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't like people that blame, that craftsmen that blame the tool rather than yeah. the job, but there was, the, the dice rolling tonight really did not go around. <laughs> way like, yeah no. just <laughs> the, it objectively can't be overstated like how many failed yeah, rolls of like them. 11s and 12s were rolled i'm gonna be picking up some other d6s for three the, ga- throughout <laughs> three turns like keeping half of my army off the board for the first turn it looked like it, it worked out to an extent because once 
Ross played his hand and, and got his jump infantry um, in deep where he hoped they'd work good. It allowed me to respond and wipe them off the board. Yeah. But that's why I realized I had to pull back, like yeah, and stop advancing. Like and I was advising Renee to get those exoskeletons away from those guys. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, my, my jump troopers were in position twice to change the game and just, yeah, rolling double sixes both times for order tests is just, yeah, that's just, or it was 11. They weren't double sixes or else it would have gone even worse. Uh, yeah, that was pretty abysmal. So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm a little salty at my dice right now, but, uh, yeah, we, we were a little out of position. I don't think a lot though, honestly, um, cause we had the right spread to scare both sides of the board. And we had the maneuver elements where they were supposed to be, and then the artillery strike happened. <laughs> and, MVP. and yeah, 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 <laughs> artillery strike MVP, uh, uh, he, third game in a row. He might be going away. <laughs> I, I still get any better. But uh, yeah, no, a lot of a lot of good movements, a lot of good reactions from the axis. Um, but yeah, we really had uh, a force that scared them. So yeah, you know, it was just kind of it's a game, and that's that's kind of how they go. So. We'll see what happens next time. Um, some non-hex dice, perhaps. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that they were hexed. Nope, nope. I didn't put any hexes on them. I definitely saw some finger movement happening <laughs> over there. Um, yeah, I guess my ghost squad didn't really do a whole heck of a lot. They were in a pretty bad But, um, so that's, uh, yeah, I don't know what I could have done really with them to make them better. Because they're slow. And slow guys don't do very good they're like they're just they're, well okay they're average but they're, they're not, not like, a like they can't like their whole thing is like they can phase through stuff but like that also could kill them so it's like i mean is it worth it for the extra two inches to get around something or well, i mean i could see them if you use them on the right like if something was hiding on the other side of the mountain and but i couldn't even get through the mountain with my with them because they're uh just normal like you can only get through like part of it and you can't go up so like if i can't get through the mountain i'm uh, effectively phasing into the you middle could go through that part you could make it through that well, part. I mean, that's. Yeah. It doesn't seem like I could. No. So, that's like, if point. I'm, yeah. I would have to be literally touching one side of the mountain to be able to get through the mountain without dying. Yeah. So, I it just doesn't seem down. like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Japanese do take. Yeah, they they're they're they work a lot differently than. Um, some of these other armies, so there's, yeah. there's a bit of a learning curve. Yeah, well, and the ghosts are, I think, supposed to be effectively the, like, answer to the jetpacks, yeah. but because they can't go up, yeah. like, because they're phasing through, that actually ends up being more of a detriment than um, a blessing. If, if we, once we get more buildings, like, in mm -hmm. urban that might combat, be more effective. Yeah, that might yeah. be a lot yeah. better yeah. then. We have, like, streets and cities, and, like, you just uh, go through a house. And show behind. Spoilers, Ross. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's on um, my side. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, my Scorpion actually lasted the whole game, which I was shocked by. Um, well, Riki is fucking... Yeah, Riki is is real nice. No, that... Because I no, can no, run away nice, and... So. Um, Robot, I can shoot at robots, and then robots can't shoot at me. So that's nice. Um, my SNLF squad did well, even though they barely moved from the corner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, standard infantry squads are like the core of your army. They're really mm -hmm. versatile. Yeah. Right weapons. So. Yeah. yeah. yeah right, I only so, lost uh, zombies, so that's, I mean, they that's what they're made to do. Stay yeah. tuned for our next battle, whenever that is. So, yeah, talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. The war continues. <laughs>